0: Hello, I'm Ryan Bull, a Middle East and North Africa analyst at Stratfor. And this podcast is brought to you by Stratfor Worldview, the world's leading geopolitical intelligence platform. Individual, team, and enterprise memberships are available at worldview.stratfor.com slash subscribe. of stuff is very parallel to the military experience. Just mission comes first. I've really applied to my sense of business where, you know, if the floor is dirty and I need to pick up a mop as the co-founder and executive vice president, I'm picking up the mop.
1: Welcome to the Stratfor podcast and Faisal Purves. On today's Pen and Sword podcast with Fred Burton, we'll hear a conversation about a memoir from Matt Best. It's called Thank You for My Service. The book spares no one's feelings as Best, who served five tours in Iraq and Afghanistan, describes as war experiences in frank, even profane, language. The book is compelling and hilarious at the same time. It's been a hit among veterans and civilians alike. And it is part of Matt Best's new mission, to advocate for and serve time with veterans in a new arena, the office. Stratford's Chief Security Officer Fred Burton recently spoke to Best. The day he learned Thank You for My Service was a New York Times bestseller.
2: Hi, I'm Fred Burton, here today with Matt Best, who has written Thank You for My Service. The book was published by Bantam. Matt is a former U.S. Army Ranger who was deployed five times to Iraq and Afghanistan, and he's also the co-founder of Three Successful Businesses. And he's also a filmmaker, a little bit of an overachiever. Matt, I would say, thanks so much for joining us here at Stratfor.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And I wouldn't say I'm an overachiever. I just get bored easily. So,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about Thank You For My Service.
0: Absolutely. Um, you know, I never really set out to write a book, but just based off of my social media presence and kind of uh, my journey over the last six years, In entrepreneurship and entertainment, I thought it would be kind of an interesting and fun way to write a book to kind of show a more visceral approach to who I am, kind of give people more insight as far as my experiences um, as a ranger, you know, and then as a contractor, and then really um, that transition out of the military and how I became to be kind of an entrepreneur and found new purpose in my life. And so there's a lot of struggle in there, there's a lot of hilarity and just kind of a really really compelling fun story that i wanted to tell
2: it really was a fun book to read uh talk to me a little bit about these redactions i know from my last book uh it it took the agency a long time to to clear it how long did it take to get your book cleared by the government
0: yeah so it actually went through three different um government agencies the dod obviously department of defense being the big one and that took 17 months so oh my
2: goodness 17 months
0: Yeah, it was it was long. I guess they had some other books. I don't really know the hold up. And, you know, I'm not going to criticize whatsoever because ultimately they were very fair with their redactions, I felt. And and moreover, the silver lining and all of that is that I learned so much in business over that essentially two years that I came back and rewrote the last four chapters of my book. Um, and, And I'm very thankful for it because I think it reads a lot better than just ending when I made a movie.
2: Yeah the the blackouts I noticed and I know from just talking to people everybody thinks there's a a lot of uh, real secrets at times that are behind all these redactions and and you and I know that uh, in reality there's there's usually not
0: No that's what I found the funniest thing like they let I I wrote this obviously very operational security friendly because I knew what you can and can't say and obviously I've done things in my life that I could absolutely never publish anywhere but, yeah, some of the redactions were pretty funny. They're just like random words that meant nothing, <laughs> and they're like, you got to redact it.
2: Yeah, I know. It It makes no sense at times, but uh, uh, you got to play ball uh, because they hold all the cards.
0: Indeed, indeed. And it, if anybody's looking to write a book, fiction or nonfiction, uh, I think a lot of people forget that. If they're writing a fiction novel, sometimes you actually have to get the Department of Defense to go through and do a review process on it.
2: Yeah, that's a very good point. Now, Matt, you've been so successful going from the U.S. military, the battlefield, into business. What are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned from that transition?
0: Yeah, you know, I, I use a lot of my experience in the military um, towards being an entrepreneur. And really, you know, I'm not the smartest guy, but kind of what I say is what I lack in intelligence, I make up, in work ethic and I think a lot of stuff is very parallel to the military experience. When you're on an objective, there are, there can't be egos. Everybody there has to align and, and be mission focused. And whether that means you're the saw gunner or the two, two or three gunner, maybe that's your job, but then now you've got to replace a tire on a vehicle that get hit, hit by an IED all those learnings from just mission comes first have really applied to my sense of business where you know if the floor is dirty and i need to pick up a mop as the co-founder and executive vice president i'm picking up the mop and i really believe that we've built that culture around the businesses that we've started and it's created such a healthy and proactive ecosystem that really makes our business successful i think and part of that is we are a little irreverent and we're very transparent so we don't have to discuss an issue for 20 days we literally hammered out between the two individuals and we move on with our day so it's been very cool
2: yeah that's very refreshing and a lot of lessons a lot of life lessons with that uh, as well and uh, i know we share a mutual friend uh, in jack carr on, yeah. we've had jack on oh he's an awesome guy we've had him on our podcast a lot i know he's also a big fan of black rifle coffee and and i gotta tell you you have a wonderful w- website there at black rifle coffee and now, when you're thinking of uh, your other businesses you have besides uh Black Rifle Coffee, you have also Lead Slinger's Whiskey and mm-hmm. Article and Article 15 clothing.
0: Absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> really what I've I we tried to do when we started these was, you know, I had a social media following, so for lack of a better term, you know, being an influencer, there we had a market share that we could have a set amount of products to kind of offer to that audience for them to help provide a little supplemental income for us to create more videos and buy a better camera. And that's really how my entrepreneurialship journey started was I just wanted to buy, buy a better camera, you know. So Jared and I started Article 15 Clothing, and it was really just the fun ideas that we had, the satirical sense in the entertainment things we were doing. We just applied that to apparel and designs. And, and kind of that was the predecessor to Black Rifle Coffee, I learned a bunch. I learned how not to do business. I made massive failures, um, but that's what I did was just learn quick from all those and apply those to the, the journey forward with Lead Singers and most importantly
2: Black Rifle Coffee. Do you have any other businesses that's on the horizon? Uh, you sound like a guy that is is always building bigger and better businesses
0: trying to you know Black Rifle is is a fairly large company at this point so really my focus is being the ideator towards brand strategy and then um sales channels so how do we get people that love and support the company, them an easier ability to purchase or interact with Black Rifle Coffee, whether that's brick and mortar, franchise program, um, you know, different sales channels. So that's really my focus right now. We have some really cool, exciting things coming out next year.
2: What advice would you give, Matt, to individuals transitioning out of the military or the U.S. intelligence community that uh, would love to do what uh, you have done? What would be some of the counsel that you would provide
0: really it's just first and foremost is set up a plan have a plan as far as being financially stable and that at first might not be what you want to do as far as business or art or whatever craft you want to get into and kind of what I did was since I was contracting and yes I love that job but I didn't want to do that forever but what I was doing during that is you know instead of going home and or taking two hours to watch Netflix or play video games, I applied that time and effort into ideating over how I could create the business that I love and be my own boss. And so, it requires work, but uh, nothing we haven't done. Whether you work for the government or or in the military, you just you just have to work and apply your brain.
2: Do you think that uh, looking back on uh, the businesses that you started, is there any lessons that you can take away from there on things you would have done differently?
0: Oh, God, yes. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big believer of, you know, handshakes are great, um, handshake deals, but always have contracts. You know, there's so many websites out there that can give you at least legal guidance and or paperwork to ensure that no one gets screwed over, essentially, because I've had a few really bad business deals in my life that have um, made me very resentful towards people. Um, so just Make sure you do everything right out the gate. And if you don't know how, that's the beauty of the Internet. You can Google it and find out in two seconds.
2: When you were putting together Thank You for My Service, you know, we have a lot of folks that listen to our podcast that uh, want to get published, want to write books, or in the process of putting books together. What are some of your tricks or some of the suggestions that you have in uh, putting together a book that, that you can get sold in New York? As, as you and I know, that's not easy.
0: No, it's very challenging and and luckily I have a decent amount of social media following. So that obviously added a little asterisk next to my name, but I put a lot of time and effort and actually money into my pitch deck for the book. And so essentially what I did is I hired a professional writer and professional editor and we sat down and came up with our pitch deck. And then when we shopped it, we knew that this was the best way of getting the story across as far as what the book will mean. And we didn't we didn't short that process whatsoever. And fortunately, you know, um, Penguin Random House, aka Bantam, however you want to look at it, picked us up because they said, wow, if this is what the book is going to look like, we want it.
2: Yeah, and they've done a wonderful job. And uh, I know I'm very pleased with the efforts that Penguin Random House has done for me and just with my past publications. And for those of you listening to this podcast that have not seen the book, it's a beautiful cover design and looks like they put a lot of thought and effort in it. Did you have any input to, into this, or is this part of the? Uh,
0: I don't want to sell them short, but I came up with the whole name, the new name for the book, and I designed the cover. <laughs> so, but but I'm in a weird position. You know, I, I run the branding and department for Black Rifle Coffee, and and that's what I do as a profession. And I have an amazing team that helps support me. So. You know, I had a lot of assets and resources and uh, time in to, to create the cover.
2: Matt, I'd like your thoughts on just this. I don't know what, what, what do you call this, this genre or the, the nature of the business that you're in? Meaning, as I dig down into the Black Rifle Coffee website, I mean, it's beautifully done. It's tremendous layout. It's easy to use. And there's a lot of material on there that doesn't really have anything to do with coffee.
0: For sure. You know, I think authenticity is king. And what we've done at Black Rifle is really, you know, how do we get the best quality product into the hands of the end user? So we focus heavily on the roasting process and roast to order and all of that. So we have a great product, but sometimes great products don't sell themselves unless they're ever revolutionary. So there has to be like an authentic messaging, a part of that, which creates the brand and the brand influence. And fortunate for us, you know, Evan Hafer, the CEO and my business partner, We were both special operation guys, and we felt that there was such a lack of support for the veteran community because you have all these, you know, ivory tower, progressive um, corporate entities that are saying they want to support veterans. But for me, it's merely just a PR campaign, whereas what we're trying to do is actually grow and empower and give opportunity to veterans. And it's been very well received because we're not having veterans assimilate into civilian culture. We're actually having civilians assimilate more into a military culture when they come part of black rifle coffee. And again, just the authenticity of the brand and we're very transparent in our marketing and we like to storytell and not everything has to be about coffee. You know, we want to inform, inspire and educate people on the military culture and then have them, have them read over a great article in coffee or the high magazine with a great cup of coffee.
2: Your website uh, has, Coffee or Die magazine. And there's all kinds of stories that are just very thought provoking. And I I would venture to guess that you have a lot of loyal following among customers that are either former military, public safety, uh, law enforcement, first responders.
0: Yeah, I feel that we do, you know, and we really try to stay true to that core audience because I think they're often forgot about in general media because it's not clickbaity to talk about you know, a young soldier that got shot in the leg in Afghanistan. No one really wants to hear about the war, but we want to put that information out. So we still know there are men and women women serving our country and sacrificing life, limb and eyesight every day still, 2019, you know. So we, for me, I feel that's very important as American culture to understand that we still have people in war right now.
2: You know, we have uh, a very loyal list of customers here at Stratfor that uh, are veterans or currently deployed and and i i understand completely what you're saying now thank you for my service was such a good read do you have another book that's on the horizon
0: <laughs> oh man not right now i, I have a few titles um, that i that i've thought up and i have definitely some content that i could see going into another book i wouldn't say that that's a high priority for me right now But it definitely is in the future. Um, In part, some of the things I do want to combat going forward is kind of like the victim mentality in the veteran community. I really want to showcase to veterans and civilians alike that we can be hyper successful after war in the military. And it doesn't define us. It guides us, our military experience. And it's super unfortunate for me to see companies turn down veterans just based off of them being a veteran. For me, that should be, again, an asterisk that says this is an amazing individual with a diverse set of skill sets let's hire them. I, and I see so many talented young kids getting out of the military, and it's hard for them to find employment. And I want people to change their outlook on what a veteran is.
2: Matt, one of the questions I always ask my guests here on the program is what other books do they read? Like, I, I presume you're, you're also a big fan of Jack Carr, like we are here at Stratfor, but what other kinds of books do you read?
0: So interesting enough, I don't read a lot, to be honest with you, very seldomly. Um, I don't read fiction. Uh, that's never been a thing for me. Uh, but I listen to a lot of podcasts and, and audio books. And so, I mean, I think the last book I just listened to a little ago was called Traction, which is a, a marketing strategy book. And I do that on like my uh, Audible or any digital way of listening to it on like 1.5. And I'll do that while I do cardio in my gym or something like that. But I, I like information, real information.
2: Very interesting. Well, I really appreciate you being with us today at uh, Stratford Talks. Thank you for what you've done for our country.
0: Thank you so much for having me on. really appreciate it.
2: You know, I wanted to take a minute to thank you, the loyal listeners of this Pen & Sword podcast from Stratford. I'm so proud of this podcast and pleased to be able to highlight the important work of guests like Matt Best, Sean Parnell, Jack Carr, John Douglas, the original Mine Hunter, and so many who have worked in government service and have turned their experiences into new careers as writers or consultants or entrepreneurs. I would also like to thank John and Emily for their fine work in putting this together behind the scenes. They do all the hard work. My job is easy. If you have someone you'd like me to interview, please shoot me an email at podcast at stratfor.com. I appreciate that you listen. And I hope you'll remind your friends and followers to join in subscribing to the Strap 4 podcast. Thank you.
1: Thanks for joining us for today's Pen and Sword podcast with Matt Best and Fred Burton. We'll have details about Thank You for My Service and Black Rifle Coffee, as well as Fred Burton's latest Beirut Rules, in our show notes. If you're interested in learning how Stratfor can partner with you to keep on top of global geopolitical developments, be sure to visit stratfor.com slash enterprise. Please leave a review on the podcast page on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. For more geopolitical intelligence and links to our content, follow us on Twitter at Stratfor. I'm Faisal Pervais. Thanks for listening.